All right, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are continuing through the New Testament, through the Gospel of Luke. We're closing in now because we're in the last part of the Gospel. Uh, each one of the Gospels, the last 25 to maybe 33%, you know, uh, talk about the last week of the life and ministry of Jesus. And that's where we are right now, because in the previous chapter, chapter 19 of Luke, Jesus came in on Palm Sunday into the city of Jerusalem, and they're declaring him to be king. Well, he is going to be king, not the kind of king that they think, because they think he's going to be a political king, a political ruler there in the city. Well, Jesus' kingdom is different than that. Jesus' kingdom is an eternal kingdom. It's a universal kingdom. It's for all people in all places at all times. But he's going to be a king. And so we're looking now at the last week of the life and ministry of Jesus. And he's going to do a lot of teaching. There's going to be a lot of interactions between him and the religious authorities. And we pick up in chapter 20, verse 1. So one day, one of these seven days, as um, Jesus is in the city of Jerusalem, his last days on uh, last days alive uh, before they crucify him, it says, one day as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts, so there's the area of the temple and all of the people are gathering there. There's lots of people coming into town because it's Passover week and people are coming from all over to celebrate the Passover. And people will be there for many days, some for weeks to celebrate the Passover. So Jewish people are coming from everywhere and the city is just stock full of people. And so Jesus was in the temple courts and he was proclaiming the good news. Well, the good news is the gospel that uh, we can be reconciled to God through the death of Jesus. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. Now, they come up to give him grief. And they said, tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Who told you that you could teach? What school did you go to? Uh, where do you have your degree from? Uh, who ordained you? And he said, well, I'll ask you a question. Tell me this. John's baptism, that's John the Baptist. If you were with us earlier in the Gospels, you remember Jesus baptizing people. He said, was that from heaven or was that a human thing, human origin? Where did it come from? Well, they discussed it among themselves. And they said, if we say from heaven, he'll say, why didn't you believe him? Because what John was, I say he's like a traffic cop. He's directing all of the people to Jesus. He's directing all of the attention to Jesus and saying that Jesus is the one that's to come. So if they say, you know, John came from God, which most of the people believed, then they say, you know, his, why, didn't, why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, all the people will stone us because they, they're persuaded that John was a prophet. So we're between a rock and a hard place. No pun intended, and they will stone us. And so they answered, we, we don't really know uh, where it was from. And Jesus said, well, then neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. You see, they're trying to trap Jesus. And Jesus gives great answers. He said, if you tell me where John came from, you know, was he from heaven or is it just of human origin? Then I'll answer the question. They said, well, we don't know. He said, well, then neither will I tell you. Well, they didn't like that. So he went on to tell this parable about the people. Now, this parable, look at it in advance. This parable is about the people of Israel that Jesus came to. All of the scripture was given to them. All of the prophecies was given to them. They were to be awaiting the Messiah who was going to liberate them forever and be the king that would sit on David's throne forever and ever and ever. So a man went out and planted a vineyard. It would have been common in the day. 
you would have some land and you would rent it out to people and those people would would grow things and then you would come and you would get a percentage of what they grew. They had the right to live on the property, treat the property like it's theirs and they would give you what it was that was required and then all of the rest is for them. They can keep it, they can barter it, they can sell it to whatever they wanted. So he planted a vineyard and he rented it to some farmers and he went away for a long time. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. Well, here's the clue here. The the servants that he sent to get some of the fruit were the prophets, the Old Testament prophets he sent uh, to them. And what happened? But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. He sent another servant, but they also beat him and mistreated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. He sent still a third, and they wounded him and they threw him out. So he keeps sending prophets, keeps sending you know, these people to them, to the, the Hebrew people. Then the owner of the vineyard said, what shall I do? I'll send my son, whom I love. Perhaps he'll respect him. Well, Jesus is the one that the father is sending. And perhaps they'll listen to him. Then the owner of the vineyard said, what shall I do? I will send my son, whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, the son, you see, this is the religious leaders now that they see Jesus. But when the tenants saw him, they talked the matter over. They said, this is the heir. Let's kill him and the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and they killed him. They killed the son. They're going to throw Jesus out of the city and they're going to kill him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. And so uh, the vineyard will be taken away from them and given to others. And all of these promises were to the Jewish people in the Old Testament. They rejected Jesus. And so now it goes to another. Who does it go to? The Gentiles. Jewish people still included? Absolutely, Jewish people are still included. But now it's going to the nations. It's no, it's no longer just the exclusive realm of the Jewish people who had a special relationship with God. They were called the chosen people. Um, and they're going to reject the Son. They're going to reject the Messiah. They're going to reject the only means of eternal salvation. So when the people heard this, they, they said, God forbid. And Jesus looked directly at them and asked, Then what is the meaning of that which is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Jesus is the stone that the builders have rejected. And he's going to become the cornerstone of eternal salvation for all of those who believe. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and anyone who it falls on will be crushed. So Jesus will come and transform our lives. He will dismantle our lives. He will rebuild us. He will reparent us. We'll be born again. We're going to be transformed. We're going to be changed all over. But you don't want to reject Jesus because when he comes back again, when he comes back again, he'll be coming back with judgment. And the teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately. Because they knew he had spoken this parable against them, but they were afraid of the people. They knew it was about them. So, they're still trying to catch him. Verse 20. So, keeping a close watch on him, yeah, just waiting to try to get him, they sent spies who pretended to be sincere. Hmm. And they hoped to catch Jesus in something he said, so they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. See, they couldn't kill him. They couldn't sentence him to death. The religious leaders couldn't sentence him to death. But they could catch him somehow. And once they catch him in the wrong words, they're going to turn him into the authorities. For what? What are they going to turn him into the authorities for? 
uh, for sedition, for being a traitor, for uh, calling himself a king when there's only one king, the emperor. So the spies questioned him. Verse 21. They said, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach that which is right, that you don't show partiality, but you teach the truth of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Well, this is a trick question. Uh, because they didn't like to pay taxes to Caesar because Caesar was Rome and Rome was oppressing them from the way that they viewed life. And they're asking, is it okay? Now, if Jesus says no, then they're going to go and tell Caesar that Jesus is, is usurping authority and telling people to not pay taxes because Jesus has a big following. And if Jesus has a big following and he's speaking against taxes, then that's trouble for Rome because he's got a big following. So, he saw through their duplicity, and he said to them, Show me a denarius. Show me a coin. Whose image and inscription is that? So show me the coin. Who, whose picture is that? And they said, Why, that's Caesar's picture. That's the emperor's picture. And Jesus said, Well, then give back to Caesar that which is Caesar's, and give to God that which is God's. If it belongs to Caesar, give it to Caesar. Why do I want to hold on to it? Who's on the dollar bill? Washington. Well, give to Washington what belongs to Washington and give to God what, what God deserves. Uh, and they, they were unable to trap him in what he had said there in public. And he says it in front of everybody because they were trying to get him to publicly say, no, don't pay taxes. And they were astonished by his answer and they became silent. He couldn't, they couldn't say anything. There was nothing that they could, there was nothing that they could say. So, um, you know, let's just jump to the end. Let's just jump to uh, verse 45. While all the people were listening, Jesus says is his disciples and says it in public hearing. Beware of the teachers of the law, the religious leaders. They like to walk around in flowing robes and they love to be greeted and respected in the marketplaces. And they like to have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at the banquet. They like the recognition and they want you to recognize them. And he said, they devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. These people who take advantage of people, um, who take religious advantage. You see, they would go into the widows of houses. You know, widows are having a hard time. They're, you know, they're, they're grieving. You know, their life is troubled. They're alone. You know, their husbands have died. In, in the ancient world, you know, when your husband dies, it just is an, it's an awful, awful thing. It's an awful thing in any culture. But... In those particular cultures, to be a widow was very, very difficult. And these guys would come into the widow's houses. They would say these long, flowing, fake prayers and then say, oh, that's, you know, that's a $65 prayer. And Jesus said, these guys are going to be punished. These guys are going to be punished. So uh, Bible and Daily Life, let's keep moving through the New Testament. And right now we're moving through the last week of the life and ministry of Jesus. So you guys are loved. You are loved. You are loved. So bless you, bless you, bless you in Jesus' name.